Hello, it's Nathan from Network Special. Just wanted to pop in here before the episode starts and let you know we had some audio issues with Colin's microphone. We did our best to fix it, and you know what? We're too lazy to re-record, and um, yeah, what are you going to do? Just think of it as him sounding like a droid from last week's episode uh, with the Ewoks. Anyways, hopefully you can get past this and enjoy. Bye. Hello, welcome to Network Special. My name's Nathan, and my co-host's name is... Colin. I'm Colin. Yes, and in this show, we talk about the golden age of appointment television. Yes. Where, when something was scheduled, you had to sit down in front of the TV, and you couldn't watch it again unless they aired it again, which was very rare. But these days now, with the magic of the internet, you can watch these shows again and again and again. On this week's episode... We talk about something very dear to my heart. (laughs) No, it's not. Don't say that. That's a bad way to start. No, something that... It's a bad habit to start. You you see what I did? You see what I did there? Oh, say it again. That's a bad habit to start it that way. All right, keep going. Oh, nice, nice. I like that. Okay. Um, This week, we're talking about a movie starring Dennis Weaver, who's been on this show before in the last time he was here he was in a movie called duel directed by one little stevie spielberg's yes i believe that was steven spielberg's first movie ever i mean not not a theatrical movie but it was it was a tv obviously Um, this was his first um like like i think his first movie is am amblin or something which is why his company was called amblin entertainment but but well, this Amblin, is his first. Amblin is was the name of a film he made when he was a little yes. kid, I believe. No 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 Amblin no no. Hold on, I have it in Plex actually. Oh, let's, you let's better get this right, or I'm going to be upset. This is happening. I'm a big okay. I'm, a, I'm a big Stevie head, a Spielberg. Amblin head, was made say. in 1968. I think this was like a college film or something. It's it was winner for best short subject. Okay. Uh, but 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 Duel was his first big one. But that's doesn't matter because he's not involved in this at all. Just he, Dennis Weaver, our boy, is, yeah. Dennis Weaves. The de- <laughs> Den- Denny Weaves, the man. Yes. He's he's in this, and uh, it's called Cocaine, One Man's Seduction, or sometimes it's called Cocaine, One Man's Poison. Yeah. And we don't know why. And I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know. I didn't know who Dennis Weaver was before I watched this, so I looked him up. He was in the show Gunsmoke, which I believe was – it's either like the first or second longest running show in the history of television. If I'm remembering that in the Simpsons, I think. And then he was also in a show called McLeod, which I, I have heard of, haven't seen, but I remember hearing about that. It was a 70s show. So, yep. and then apparently the offers dropped off the table and then he ended up in this cocaine film. So, uh, well, he, he made the right move. Do you think so? Why, tell, tell me why you say that. So, I think this is one of those roles. Like, this is a time period, 1983 is when this came out. Um, when Do you know where it aired? What station? Uh, no, I don't know because I could not find that information. Yeah. 
<laughs> I literally couldn't find it anywhere. So it may be that whatever network it was that showed it was trying to wipe that history away and got well, rid it of it everywhere. Well, it came out for DVD. Like, it came out on DVD and everything. Um, so uh, I just kind of feel like everyone's probably doing cocaine in, 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 in Hollywood at this time. Like, like everyone's touching it. And uh, we, we talked about the show Getting High on Yourself in one, another episode where – from um, Robert Evans, yeah, which was a, co- a court-ordered TV special because of all the cocaine <laughs> he he had, and I just assume like everyone involved in that was on coke or had done coke and knew exactly what they were talking about. And I kind of feel like in this, I don't know, I'm not a cocaine expert. This, I've never done it. I don't know what people are like on cocaine, but I just get the sense that like this isn't a reach. Yeah, this for feels everyone. this feels like the time period where years later you hear. Um, you know, we were supposed to use whatever baking soda or baby powder, but we had real cocaine. Like you, you tend to hear about that. <laughs> Robert Evans is one that comes to mind. That feels like yeah. one of those films where, or one of those time periods, I should say, where everybody was doing cocaine so much that like people were sneaking and actually doing it while they were filming. Like I could see that possibility for sure. So I feel like this is like, oh man, I'm really gonna nail this one. I don't know. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Bar- sorry, uh, Mrs. Weaver or whoever's related to Dennis. <laughs> if he had never done drugs, I, I apologize. But this is this is a a great um, scare say tactic. no to drugs, say no to drugs kind of movie. Um, scare tactic. That's correct. Yeah. And uh, what would you what would they call like like dr- propaganda against drugs? Um, yeah, it's that's exactly what. It, did you ever see the old like the really old famous one reefer did you ever see reefer madness reefer madness which has uh, that I famous haven't... scene where the the girl smokes weed and then she's playing the piano and she just gets <laughs> progressively like more f- frenetic and crazy with it and she's just like pounding um yeah it, it, this is definitely along that lineage of like scare tactics which yeah you know cocaine obviously is not a safe thing to do um <laughs> But you just knew when you were watching this that you were headed for, like, a freak out at some point. Like, he's going to have his meltdown. He's going to start freaking out. And, and he, he does he does do some of that towards the end, which is nice. Now, I know that you, um, uh, back in the day when we first started this podcast w- um, with the old host, Zachariah, we, I, I, when I would tell people that we were doing this and we were doing TV specials, um, I would get a request often from you uh, to oh. do a specific special. Yes, and um, that was which what which special again? That was uh, called Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue. Yes, and, and this is like a prime, a prime example of what we're talking about here. Yeah, and I think I think I read something about. Uh, I hope I'm not mixing this up with something else, but I think this film, this cocaine film was like like approved by or like endorsed by or something like that uh nancy reagan who was like the just saying that she had i hope that i'm not getting that fact wrong um but had some sort of like she rubber stamped it and said like yes that's a good thing to show or something um do you and it was her successor their successor the bushes that like are the people that introduced the cartoon all-stars to the rescue thing Mm. but but uh, That's right. they have that really weird, awkward like introduction. Um, do you, do you? 
how much of this do you remember? Like we talked a lot about it on the show. Like we we talked about your this is your brain on drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we even yeah. I think we even did. I can't remember if it was in that same episode where we talked about different our favorite just say no commercials. Yeah, the one well the one that sticks in my mind and always has is do you do you remember the one where the father has found his son's I think it's marijuana. Yes, it might have been I cocaine. learned it I by watching you. That. Yes, that's the one that is like so vividly because my we used to like throw that line around when I was a kid. Yes, like as a joke at our parents like if they were like uh, you know, calling us out about doing something wrong. We'd be like, oh, they're watching you, okay? And, like, <laughs> I just remember um, that commercial, just, like, how vividly, like, what a great actor that dad was because he's, like, he's really angry. No son of mine's going to do drugs and blah, blah, blah. And then the, the kid says, I learned it by watching you. And just the revelation on this dad's face is like, whoa, oh, I see now what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> There's like, there's, there's a, there's, some there's, of that there's in a this moment movie. like that in exactly. There's a moment in this movie. Yeah, there's a very there's a very much like a I learned it by watching you kind of uh like, you know, story thing with this uh Dennis Weaver's son in the movie who's played by a very young uh James Spader. So who, which is who is not he has not become the James Spader we know and love. <laughs> he's not, but in my opinion he's like the best actor in this movie like i he's the only one that like during his scenes i felt like he was being pretty natural in the way he was talking um he's great it's because it's not like the best writing in the world in this thing but he's yeah he's you can tell even from that age i think he was like in his uh very early 20s when he made this that you can tell like okay he's just a natural naturally gifted actor even at this point do you think that um okay so Ever since I saw James Spader in The Office. <laughs> yes. Um, Robert California. You, yeah. Do you – like for some reason – and, and maybe, maybe this isn't true. I mean I've just seen clips and stuff of The Blacklist and these horrible shows. Um, is he kind of like a Christopher Walken kind of a figure where people like to do impressions of him and things like that? Probably not. Uh, right? I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of people do impressions of him, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, I feel like he's maybe on that, like that like road. Like Jeff Goldblum. Like, yeah, like maybe he's yeah. like five, <laughs> ten years from like people starting to roll out the space because he is kind of becoming almost like a, a character, like a, a like character of himself in, at this point. In, in the office is, is where he's like really fully into that kind of person. So uh, maybe not, but. He's he's great in this, and I I like Dennis. He's a little, um, like everyone seems. Everyone's a little hokey in this, or what? You know, the side characters are fine. They're doing whatever, but everyone's just a little bit off. But Spader's the one who's always on the road. He's always doing the right thing in terms of acting. <laughs> in terms of acting, and in terms of his character, he's like the it's oh, like that's a role true. reversal. That's he's like. He's like raising his dad. Once he finds out that his dad has like developed this drug habit, he's like the one giving his dad, you know, grief about it and shaming him. And, and, you know, it's, it's kind of a funny, I mean, it's not intentional. It's not supposed to be funny, but he says, he says in it, he says, um, uh, I'm not, you know, you're supposed to be doing this for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be the dad, something like that. 
Yeah. Sorry, I just turned on the audio for this show. I was trying to, <laughs> I was I was trying to turn was. it off, and it sounds like. Let's run down what happens in the movie a little bit um, and talk about what we liked from it. Now, so Dennis Weaver is a real estate agent, and he's an aging um, kind of like a has-been almost. He well, helped he, create he, this company, and now he's like now he's like on the lower end of the success and the performance of yeah. all the agents yeah, that so he's you, taught. You find out early on that he had for 10 years been their number one salesman in this, this real estate agency. Now, yeah. I, I want to say something about you said he's this kind of this old man, this has been. There's a point in the movie, I, I was feeling like he was like 60 65 something at one point in the movie i mean he's got a weathered face he looks older he's got gray a lot of gray hair on the sides of his head at one point they say he's 47 yeah that's all it is one of those things where they people say like did you ever notice that people back in like men in like the 1940s and 19 they all looked like way older you'd see like a picture of a 30 year old guy and he looks like he's like 70 um, he's got a little bit of that, even though this was made in the '80s. He's got some of that vibe. I'm like, I I don't know that I'm buying this guy as a 47 year old. But yeah, his look char- at- his character is like former number one at the uh, this this real estate company. He's really struggling with it. I feel like there's I, I want to wonder why that is when you look at like class pictures from like 1982 and like all the seniors look like they're uh, have already like flunked out of drug rehab and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've got like big thick mustaches and long hair and they're like I'm like, is there like like what happened where everyone just looked really I guess we as we grow we find better ways to look young. I yeah, guess it's I mean it's probably partly like the cameras are so much better now and they like kind of filter everything out and make us look good. But who yeah. knows? Maybe there's things we're doing now that in twenty 44 people will be looking back and be like man people in the 2020s looked old and haggard like i i wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked i guess if that becomes the case because this is not the best time period in our country but um <laughs> yes yeah, so, okay so i want to get get to something that i just thought was really funny so his character is this real estate agent he had been like this high flyer top earner and you, you're introduced pretty quickly to the idea that he's not that anymore. And he's been replaced by this, like, young upstart character, this blonde guy. I mean, he looks like the perfect 80s, like, bad guy kind of villain that would show up with, like, a like a sweater tied around his neck and, like, you know, hassling somebody in some movie. And the character's name is Tad, T-A-D, Tad Voss. Which yes. I was just like, what the hell is that name? Tad Voss. It's like they were trying as hard as they possibly could to come up with like a rich, like jerky character name. And they're like, oh, what about Tad Voss? That sounds like a, it's perfect. Sounds like a hell of a guy. Now, I went ahead and decided that I wanted to make my own list of great names. Oh, my God. I had basically that same idea. I was like, it's I true. want to come up with things that are, I couldn't think of very many that were like more chachi than Tad Voss. No, so I, I I went with it a little bit 
differently. I made one for each letter of the alphabet. <laughs> and um, I instead of the taking on the kind of broy aspect of it, I, I I wanted to tackle the kind of like short name, the kind of two syllable name. No, just like a quick couple uh, quick angle. choppy, a real choppy quick. All right, I, yeah, I'm and, excited. And also, and also these, also Tad Voss is kind of like. Like no one's name is Tad, you know. I mean, there's Tads in the world, but you know what I mean. Like it just sounds like a Mr. Show name or something. Yeah, it's very much like a <laughs> sketch. It's name. like you would think as soon as that was thrown out, someone would be like, "Come on, we're not using that. That's ridiculous. Like that's not going to be his name." All right, so, go hit me with this. So th- these are. I'll let me just say these are. These are all. Uh, they're all a couple of letters or less, and. Um, I'm I I'm I like these a lot. Okay, so starting with A, and then I'll make my way all the way down to Z. And for T, and for V and for T, I just kept it as Tad Voss, so that <laughs> naturally. It, it okay, yeah. Okay, so it starts with A. So Arn Rink. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. So these don't these aren't these don't have to be actual names that anybody's ever heard. No, they're just no. It's like just a, fitting the, okay, these are names it. in got in it. this universe. Arn. You know, like like when I think of Tad, like Tad is shortened for Thaddeus or something, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So and, and there's and, and in this movie there's also a guy named Mort, you know, short for Morton or yeah. Morty or so these are kind of like in in a way, these are kind of like just shortened names for what would be other things. So Arn Rink. Bip Flood. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I want to like uh, as soon as you're saying these and we're only a couple in I'm like attaching like personalities to these people this is good go ahead Chim Farn (laughs) good old Chim Den Star Uh, Elk Frange (laughs) Elk Frange yeah I know that guy Felt Felt Bored (laughs) (laughs) this is this is also a short sentence yeah, uh, Gil meme, Gil meme. All right, her him. <laughs> Is that a guy or a girl? Uh, I don't know. That's it's, up to the it's audience. Whoever you want it to be. Um, Isley fart. Solid. Uh, okay, so Jam Coos. <laughs> that sounds that sounds dirty. That one sounds like a sexual <laughs> move or something. Ked Ram. Oh yeah, uh, Lug Nuts. <laughs> What's uh, his middle name? No, um, don't, don't. R. Okay. Um, uh, milk Chugly. <laughs> oh, I like that guy. <laughs> I like milk. milk I like yeah. that guy. Okay, this one's this one's pretty good. Nat Kingle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nat, okay, let me say Nat Kingle. Got it. Okay. I hear what you're doing there. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one, this guy's his full name is Oliver, but he goes by All. And his name is All Day. Sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pert Plus, <laughs> named after the famous shampoo. Naturally. Uh, Quag, Quag Chum. All right. <laughs> rig Dip. That one's rig, really. <laughs> rig, rig Dip? How long, did yeah. this, how long did this take you? Like, how much of your day did you not spend working? About so 10 you minutes. Could, only 10 minutes. All right. That's impressive. This was right before we started. Slig. Chugly, he's really hey, this milks, bro. <laughs> yeah, cousin something. Slig from this from the Chugly family. Um, Tad Voss, of, co- of course. Absolutely. Uh, next one is um okay, <laughs> okay, and then uh, Van Dumb. Um, 
whip smart. It's good. Uh, X whim. It's kind of like a yarn ball, <laughs> and then a uh, zim zam. Zim zam. Yep. Hey, nice job. I'm gonna. Thank you. That's very very Thank well you. done. Very well Thank done. <laughs> that's fantastic. I don't know what we do with those, but <laughs> we'll save them for a. a uh, a, a sequel. We'll bring we'll bring them back somehow. You know, so as it makes sense. Especially the Chuglies. I love those guys. <laughs> yeah, they're my favorites. So, anyways, he's um he goes to a party where they're announcing who all the best guys are. He sees he's down the list, and now he, his name's Ed Gant, by the way, which yeah. is another also great a name. short one. Yeah, yeah. But he runs into someone at work, and she tries to. Kind of peer pressure him into doing some cocaine. And, well, f- first of all, this her name know. is Robin. This character, Robin, yes. it, like didn't didn't it feel like she was kind of trying to like seduce him? And you've like mm-hmm. just before this Ed character's gone to the party, you see him with his wife. So you know, okay, he's married. Um, and then she's like, it, it felt to me immediately like she was flirting with him, like trying to like hit on him. Kind of. Did you get that sense? Yeah, she rubs his back. <laughs> she puts his hand on his, yeah, on his back. It's, it's very like, and she says a couple things throughout it, like that are just like in like very clear innuendo that she's, she's kind of trying to make a move. Um, yeah. She also says, so she's the first person that like we see with cocaine in the film. She's got one of those little tiny little, I don't even know what they're called. The tiny little like bottle like tiny glass bottle with a screw off lid and you take it off and it has a tiny little, <laughs> tiny little, uh, you know, spoon spoon. Yeah. Like, um, there's gotta be a and name. She, there's gotta be a name she, for that. She calls it a, a little toot. Yeah. Just taking so a little that's, toot. That's my favorite. That is my favorite is there's a moment where she's like taking it out and she's going to offer it to him. And, but instead of saying like, Hey, do you want to snort hit or something? Or she just, all she says is she goes toot. <laughs> that's all she says. Like, understood exactly what that means. Like, toot. And he's like, oh, no, no. But I was just like, oh, my God. I love that. Uh, that caused me to look up. I was like, toot is, I guess, a. it makes sense that that's a, um, like a slang word for cocaine. But then it caused yeah. me to start looking up oh, what were some other slang slang uh, names oh, for great. them. Let's hear them. So, I mean, a lot of do them Do you have are, one for every letter of the alphabet? I do not. I do not, and I feel like I failed on, yeah, on that. Didn't do I the mean, work. A lot of them are, are you know, things you've heard before, blow, candy, kind of. Um, but I never heard Apache. Have you ever heard that? I've never heard that as a, a name for cocaine. Apache? Yeah. I don't know. Racist. Apache, I know, right? One of them was Florida Snow, which I thought you would find uh, interesting as, you know, somebody of, of the That's like my Floridian you know, area. Sourced, sourced from Miami. Probably. That's Surely, probably yeah. exactly where that comes from. Scotty, uh, I looked at a couple different lists. Scotty was on a few of them. White Girl, Zip. Love Affair. I'd never heard that one either. Like uh, Which one? Love Affair. Okay. <laughs> Twinkle, Yam. Uh, never heard that. One of the lists had uh, lists of not only slang terms for cocaine, but cocaine if it was mixed with a bunch of different stuff. And I, I'm not joking. Uh, one of the categories on this list was so it has cocaine base, smokable, cocaine paste. I don't know what that is. Cocaine and marijuana together. Cocaine and MDMA together. And then it just <laughs> says, 
I, I will put a picture of this on social so people don't think I'm making it up if you want me to. One okay. of the categories is cocaine in vagina. That's one of the categories. And it just says what it has one nickname for that. I'm like, why is that on this list? Apparently so what that's is the called nickname? balling. Which balling. I feel like that should be like when you put cocaine on like a guy's a ball. Yeah. Someone's ball. Uh, but apparently that's what it's it's called. But yeah, so I mean, they're all. That's like when you call someone who's tall, you call them short. Yeah, they're short, right? They're shorty. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, they're so tiny. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of these I'd never heard of. Probably because I've never, I don't dabble in the cocaine world, but like purple caps, I want to know why. Why? What does that mean? Oh, gold probably dust. Why would it be called gold dust? Purple caps has to be because of a. Uh, I think in The Wire, they might call. Um, something a cap where it's like a little vial, like the cap is purple. That's how they identify. Yeah, you're gonna hate me yeah. when I tell you this. One of my really good friends has been on a uh, a mission for <laughs> probably a decade at this point to get me to watch The Wire, and I've never done it. And it's, it's almost become my. It's, it's not I'm you. not the good friend. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember you. Like you know, I you've probably told me to watch it, but this friend of mine is like really wants me to watch it. Like he continuously has been talking There's about not, it for years and i just it's gotten to the point where i dug my heels in and now i'm like i'm never gonna watch it tom, his name's tom uh, tom i'm never watching it i will start watching it the day after you die like i will never let you win this but there's never i feel like there's I'm never out. there's no one in the world who hasn't seen it that doesn't have 50 friends telling them to see it. i know i know and breaking bad is my is probably my favorite show of all time because i'm a living cliche um, so he, that's why he's so convinced that I would love, uh, the wire, even though I don't think they're like the same exact kind of show, but, uh, he must think I just like stuff about drugs. Yeah, I love drugs though. Sure. Um, sure. yeah. So anyways, he gets peer pressured. He says, no, this is interesting. This whole, this whole kind of, it's, it's interesting because this is how I picture someone actually getting into cocaine. This. As an adult, like as a 47-year-old, you know, like being like – because like why would you just start doing drugs like at this age if you've never done them? Right. But like he's, he's, you know, feeling stressed. He's not selling houses. People who are doing it better than him seem to be doing it on coke. <laughs> right. And, and, and the people that he knows that are doing coke are living their lives normally and not being weird. Yeah, for most, and, for most of this movie, the people that are doing coke, it, you would look at them and be like, man, I got to go get some coke. I mean, these people yeah, are like they're like super up. successful. Super, yeah, they're doing great. Yeah. Well, and they're not acting crazy or anything because, you know, for them, it sounds like it's very casual or something. Sure. Is where they're acting about it. So, like, you know, anyway, so – He's just like, yeah, well, I'll just do this. Uh, that'll keep me up tonight, and I can get some extra work done or whatever. And then he loves it, and it gives him results, and he keeps going from there. That, to me, seems really realistic. Now, this movie, to me, does not seem like like a lot of the drug movies I've watched where people are like, you know, they like catch a whiff of someone's like exhale of marijuana and then they right. like jump off a tree right or something. It's right like, like this seems to be like like they're taking the they're taking the drug and they're feeling energetic and they're losing weight and um yeah, you know it's not they're, a problem until later when it becomes a problem yeah but, 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 they're staying but, up late and their nose is bleeding like it doesn't seem like this isn't not this like for most of the movie 
the cocaine is really awesome. <laughs> right, it's fantastic. It's so like, like a, that's why I it's feel like, like a commercial for cocaine. It doesn't feel like this movie is way off base. Now, again, I don't know anyone who's done. I mean, I know people who have tried coke, but I don't know anyone who's like. I would like to know what a person who has been around a lot of coke heads would say about this movie. Well, it's interesting because what you what you're saying is totally like what I thought too. Is like everybody's doing great. He starts doing cocaine, and then he he becomes like way more successful great. as a realtor because he's got all this energy, and he's like. You and know. it's just, it, and I mean, obviously the coke's not doing anything except giving him energy, right? So he's able to, and also this is, he's using it as a way to, um, kind of hang out with other people who are rich, and they're also doing coke. So if he does the coke, then he has an in automatically with them. Yeah, there's this weird thing where like they explain that he's the he was the number one salesperson for ten years, but then they also explain kind of how you see kind of how he's like. Um, he is only selling houses to like, like starter couples and like, like very like middle class people. They don't, you don't really understand why that is. And then there's all these other people at the realtors firm that are like selling these like mansions and stuff to people. And they're apparently the cocaine people. And there, there's a funny line. Like we, when we get to hear Tad Voss talk one of the first times, he drops like a, um, he calls uh, he calls him like hey my man like he calls he calls Ed <laughs> my man he says something about like we're bros this is all in the course of like five seconds and then the way he describes uh, like Tad Voss is so successful because he's selling these like huge palatial places to these rich people and the way he describes um, Ed and how Ed sells to like normal people is he says hey you're really good at selling crackers they're boxes and I was like. What the hell does that mean? What does that mean? Like, is that a white comment? Or because they're both white, so I don't know that it's that. You're really, hey man, I guess you're just really good at selling crackers. They're boxes. Like, I guess he was insulting him and saying like, you sell to like peons and you sell in these little I, crappy I guess, places. Like, I guess. Like but, maybe like he's like saying like, like uh, like I sell, you know, I sell. Um, Estates. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something good. Like I sell like a fancy. Like I was just trying to think of a fu- like a fancy container. Oh, got and it. And he's selling like little boxes to crackers. You know, like like that's about the extent to how good he is. Where he sells big mansions and stuff, but you're only about as good as someone who can, you know, box up a pack. Yeah. <laughs> like if a cracker had a home, it would be a box, I guess. Well, okay. So so <laughs> I want to go back to something else you said. You said you feel like this is like a very, not like hyper realistic. Uh, maybe execution of like the story and stuff, but you said you could see that this is how somebody in their mid to upper forties starts getting into drugs when they never have before. Yeah, I, I guess I could see why you'd say that, but it also this also felt like what a lot of um, like anti-drug programming and like even like early on when you're seeing like little skits put on at like summer camp and things like that is like. They all exist in this world where, like, people that do drugs are, like, dying to give you, the person that doesn't do drugs, to give you their drugs for free. Yeah, like, sure. they're really, really wanting you um, to, to take their super expensive, in, in the case of this, their super expensive cocaine 
and it, like they just keep coming back and offering it to you and they just don't understand why you won't take them up on it i'm like i don't know that that part of it is real like i don't think that out there in the world well people are what, like hey you want a toot and then they you go like no i'm good and they're like oh and they just kind of move on because i'm like yeah they're thinking, i, think I paid 200 dollars for this i don't want to like you know give it to this guy i think that's true but i do but but there are people who are like oh how come you know, like there is that kind of like that's what the girl does kind of at the beginning. Like, oh, come on. This is OK. Like like it's not like she's being like, oh, man, come on. It'll get you really high, man. It's like she's just kind of being like, oh, it just gives you a little boost. Like I could I, 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 I agree with you that usually if you tell someone no, they're like, OK, yeah. Oh, I oh, you don't do these. OK, unless you know, they're, like, unless they're trying to get you hooked. So no, no, I think that she's trying to be nice. She's not. It's almost being like, no, I think she's trying to be like, it's almost like she's like, oh, I, I have some aspirin, you know, or something. <laughs> right. Like That's what it feels like. I know but, she asks multiple times because she says two several times. And then the last time she <laughs> offers it, she says, you want to dance? That's what she says yeah. to him. I'm like, these are all so enticing the, the way she likes to ask it. But yeah, I anyway. think this scene, you're right. I think this scene, she's she's too pushy for probably real life but um i don't know i honestly don't know like, this is how ignorant i am of all this stuff that i'm like oh yeah this could totally be a movie and i'm sure everyone who watches is like this is hilarious and i'm like i don't know i feel this feels like of all the drug propaganda i've watched in my life this seemed the most like just tame and lame like like normal average story of someone who gets kind of too deep into something but yeah, I, I could see that. Like, I can see the stress, the stress part that you're talking about, where yeah, he's like he's like at his wits' end because his son's trying to go to or gonna go to college potentially soon, and he's got to make money. Like, I get all that, and he's just like, I need whatever is gonna put me over the hump, is kind of what he says. So, the the extent of my knowledge of cocaine, um, before watching this movie, is that. You, I thought you were supposed to put it into a hot bowl of water <laughs> and put you your serious? head in it and have a and have a towel over your head. Uh, you're not being serious. And then uh, then the steam comes into your into your nose, just like in Crocodile Dundee. Oh God. Okay. All right. Now I see what what you're doing. I'm like, <laughs> is he serious? I'm like, oh my God. My friend Nathan has very much much more sheltered life than I had realized. No, oh no. My God. I just wanted to do a crocodile Dundee joke. All right, that's fair. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah. So, anyways, he he starts taking it. It helps him out, and then he has a friend who's who got way in deep and ends <laughs> He's up. Got a friend who's George Bluth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jeffrey Jeffrey Tams. Jeffrey um, Tambor is Tambor, in this, and he's he plays a guy who's already kind of hooked on it and his life goes sour. He plays a dentist. His life goes sour, south, tries to kill himself. And this is kind of one of the, this is kind of when the things are starting to turn over where the Coke's not as fun anymore. Yeah. But it's still, like, it's very necessary, but not as fun. Yeah. Like his son, like finds it in, in his kit. Uh, and then in Dennis Weaver's kit. And then, his, his mom co- finds his it. Kit. Yeah, his mom finds the coke from Dennis's son, and then he stick he you know he covers for his dad. 
Which, and then he tells him, like, I know this is yours. Like, you know, he, he says he never does the drugs. He just was he was just trying to get it from his dad. OK, so let's t- let's talk about that. I want to break this down because there was something I didn't get about this. So mm-hmm. just for anyone listening that hasn't watched this movie, which is, you know, most most people probably. Um, this guy, Ed, keeps his bi- he's got a big bag of Coke and he keeps it in like this case where he keeps his electric shaver in a sh- in a drawer in his bathroom. Well, he goes to it, find it one day, and it's gone. He asks his wife, and she's like, oh, I think – I can't remember their son's name. I can't remember his name. But I can't remember it either. She says, like, our son, whatever his name is, borrowed your shaver. So he, he's like, Buddy. 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 Yes, thank you. Yes. She's like, oh, I think Buddy borrowed it. So he, like, runs to Buddy's bathroom is, like, all frantic, and he finds the case. And in the case, he finds the big bag of cocaine. Tell me if I misunderstood this. And he locks himself in the buddy's bathroom and he's doing some of it and he accidentally knocks it, the bag, into the toilet. And right, and that's it's cold water. That's cold water so it won't work anymore. He needs the hot water. Sure. And the towel <laughs> over his head. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the, the wrong ba- kind of bowl to balance to be big. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so you think it's all gone and then it's like one of the next scenes you find out that the mom has found this little bag of Coke that the son had in his pocket that his son got from the cocaine stack. Like, so my question is like, why did his son take a tiny little bag of it and leave like the giant bag of it? If he was trying to like take it from his dad, so he wouldn't do it. Did I miss something? Uh, No. Or was it just bad writing? They they kind of make it feel like the son got some and he was going to go take it and do stuff with it. And you're like, oh, oh no, that's going to be the wake up call for the dad. He's going to be like, oh no, oh, my see, son's I doing coke now. I didn't but get instead, that. Th- but instead, he busts his dad to him, busts him out. He's like, why do you do this stuff? I never do this stuff. Like, it's like, why did he take any of it? Why didn't he take either all of it or not take it and then go tell him, I saw your stash? Or take it's it weird. all. This and is a weird dump setup. It. it was. It was very strange. Like it was didn't make a whole lot of sense, but. Um, Anyway, so yeah, but now we've introduced this whole thing where the son knows and the son's got all these feelings about his dad, all the stuff he's learned about his dad, which, you know, that happens. Like, tell us, Nathan, tell us something really horrible that you found out about your dad at some point in life. I'm just joking. You know, unless you want to do that, that could be really fun. Um, no, my dad's I don't think uh, to this, so I won't nothing. Off. I've no, found I out nothing about my dad. Um, what about your mom? Let's just – I just want you to tell something that you don't want to tell just to – no. Um, <laughs> sure. No, but so he's like found out uh, you know, his dad is doing all this crap and it's like a big, a big deal. But Ed's wife still doesn't know any of this is going on. She has no clue. Even though he's constantly like sniffing, his nose is bloody all the time. He's like zonked out of his brain with energy half the time. Like I don't understand what she was – where she was I not connecting the like, dots. I think she's like me. She's she doesn't she doesn't know what cocaine does. She you know, doesn't. like she so she doesn't have any clue that he might be on cocaine because she has not watched enough drug propaganda films to know. Okay, well, uh, that's fair, I guess. But they don't. None of that's explained. Like it, they've, but they do like out of the blue, uh, just kind of. There's this weird moment where, like, one night they're, like, laying in bed, and she kind of, like, seems like she's, like, putting the moves on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, like, literally, like, three seconds. 
Like he's he's laying with his back towards her, and she just like cozies up to him and just sort of like kisses the side of his face. And then the fact that he doesn't like immediately turn over and ravage her, like she has this moment where the like look on her face is like something's wrong, <laughs> and then she moves away from him and sleeps like on the other side of the bed and just looks mortified like that's oh my god what's going on he didn't turn and like try to rip my no, clothes the, off in four seconds the whole the whole reason why that happened is because this is network tv in the 80s you know otherwise she would have like done something you know like probably that yeah. they couldn't show on tv and then it would have he would have turned away so they had to just cut. They just had to cut right to it. Cut to the chase. <laughs> He's like, every time I've ever done this, he turned around within two seconds, and we went at it. It just this is horrible. <laughs> yeah. So, eventually, you know, there's lots of stuff going on. Like, there's a guy who's his kind of dealer, who's like this, who's this banker, and he helps him find clients to sell the um, houses to, and and. But also in the meantime, he's supplying him with his coat with his coke, like large amounts. And of it. and so he, there's kind of like one last big score of a he he tells his son he's not going to do it anymore, right? And so then the guy calls him and is like, "Hey, I've got this million dollar home. Um, this is the one. You got to do this. This will make you all your money." And so he decides to go and get some coke one last time from this guy, mm-hmm. and. He doesn't get any, and he breaks into well, the, the the. It's it's so strange. Like, why stuff going he, on in this he, short he time? He shows up at this woman Robin's house. He thinks that's where this banker guy is going to be, yeah. and she's she opens the front door and she's like very upset. She's been crying, and she says, "I, I can't remember his name either. Maybe I." Uh, geez, his name is what, his um, name is something that like does, Bruce or something. Bruce, Bruce thank you. I gotta yeah. start writing these names. His down. real name is David Aykroyd, not related to Dan Aykroyd. Not at all. I wondered that too. No, Are you not sure? at all. How do you know? Not even like a little bit. <laughs> you know how you'll be like a little bit related to somebody even, sometimes. Not even just the tip. Oh, okay. Well, so she she's like, oh, Bruce got arrested, and which caused uh, Ed to say one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is he says. He's a banker. He can't be arrested. Which yeah. is like, what the hell is Ed's life? Like, what is you know he what? talking about? He's you know a banker. What, he can't be arrested. Like, it's no, impossible. He's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. Because they created our entire economy it. back in 2008. Yes. <laughs> they tanked us. They can't be arrested. They can't be. They could just. They, all they can do is be given more money and share it with each other. Yeah, they're just supposed to get bailed out if they get caught with a brick of cocaine. Yes. They're just supposed to get yeah. some government loan that they don't have to pay back. It's yeah, so, so he gets arrested yeah. and it's uh it's like the beginning of the, all all shit's breaking loose. All, Ed's coming unwound. Yeah, he's um he ends up Going to the client, like he ends up finding a tiny bit of coke and snorting it as hard as he can. Like he snorts it really hard, like really weird. Like, <laughs> he just like brings it up his nose. Like warthog vibes to the way he does yeah, it. He's like, yeah, he, oh, he, like <laughs> he breaks into Robin's house, but he like forces his way in, like basically like takes her by the shoulder and shakes her until she's like, I threw the coke away. He goes and finds it in the trash. And yeah, you're right. He just breathes it, like, yaks it in as much as possible. <laughs> Like and so then he, he, the kind of breath you take when you've been like 
underwater for like four or five <laughs> seconds longer than you like were actually able to and you're just like i'm gonna die and you come <gasps> like yeah. that's kind of how he he devours the coke so then he goes to um the client the million dollar client's home and they're like <laughs> this scene is really funny yeah it's not he, a home he, it's like a crappy little hotel it's like a hotel room. hotel room because he's there to meet him at the hotel and he just like loses it he's like kind of going back and forth he's a real they say something and he takes offense and then he starts thinking that like the fbi is watching him and he, he like he keeps, then also he just has kind of like a mini like kind of little like a little heart attack or something he does like that thing that what is that meme where the uh what is the meme with like the little uh, groundhog again people are gonna rip me apart in the comments because i can't it's like one of the most famous the one with like surprise surprise chipmunk or something is that it Surprise chipmunk. Do you know what I'm talking about? When people no. put that music over and it's like, dun, 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 and the, the chipmunk like, like turns his head really quickly. I feel like you know oh, what I'm talking about. Maybe. Anyways, or, or like if you had a dog and a dog hears something way off in the distance and its head snaps around. Yeah, sure. And he does this like four or five times in the scene where he's just like standing still doing nothing or saying something and he just his head just snaps to the side real quick. And he's like, what is that? What happened? Like, what is that? And these two clients are just, like, uh, justifiably freaked out by, like, the craziness that he's, like, unleashing on them. And then uh, you mentioned, yeah, he has, like, a kind of a mini, like, whatever it is, aneurysm. It's like a stroke, stroke kind or something. Of, yeah. Like, I mean, he, like, he, he looks like he falls back. over dead. Yeah, and he's just, like, <gasps> he's just, like, <gasps> face. That is also the cover of the VHS. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's such a good it's, promotional shot. So he goes to the hospital, and then that's when his wife finds out he did cocaine, and the cops find it. He's got to go to he's got to go to court. He goes to court for the coke in this like uh, like judge's little tiny room. <laughs> like everyone's yeah, kind of just standing I'm around like, a library. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, they found like one little tiny room somewhere they could rent for an hour, and they're like, all right, turn this yeah. into a judge's uh, a courtroom yeah. really quickly. And make everything wood, <laughs> right? <laughs> And then, like, you know, the judge is like, kind of lets him off since he doesn't have any, you know, a record. Priors. So he gets some probation and he has to go to drug rehab. And then that's kind of the end. He apologized to the family, but um, he apologizes. He hugs both his his son and his wife, and they've. It feels like they've just completely like forgiven him and turned the page. And then as they're instantly. hugging, it turns into like. Uh, like a an acrylic looking paint thing. It looks like a courtroom, and it's just a courtroom drawing. <laughs> yeah, 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 kind of. So he's so. I gotta say, I like this movie. I, I enjoyed it. I I don't think it's all that hokey. I, I I don't. I just. I guess I'm just like, uh, spoiled by all the, the fear mongering of like most drug propaganda stuff. Yeah. And may- maybe cocaine feels a little bit har- harder to me than what most of these are about, which is marijuana. Yeah, that it feels I can see like that. this seems this seems a little bit more like, eh, yeah, sure, don't do coke. <laughs> sure, and it doesn't sure. say and like it, I, I it do. doesn't he, like he doesn't like he doesn't like start like shooting up heroin and like you know like like he doesn't like escalate. He like just sticks with the coke. He likes the coke. He does the coke. Like there's no like. 
extreme i don't know maybe it's not like that maybe you can do coke and it's just normal i don't know i don't know i i I wonder about that too is like there there have to be a good number of people that do cocaine and don't like things don't go into like a downward spiral where they just like and then i'm sure there are some people obviously that that does happen to it's just the same as like there's some people that drink beer and then there's some people that drink beer and it just like they can't handle it and they become like debilitating alcoholics and there's you just kind of one or the you can be one or uh the other i'm sure there's there's things in the middle too but but like you could be one of those i'm sure that's probably the case to a certain extent with cocaine i distinctly remember in seventh grade our health teacher mr manette was his name uh telling us that cocaine is 100 percent addicted addictive Every time. So, like, doesn't matter who you are, the first time you take it, you're addicted to it. Like, I, that is something that sticks in my mind because it's is like – Is that true? No, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, there <laughs> I have know. to be a lot of people that have done it and been like, oh, I don't I didn't, I don't I know. Don't know. Do my heart again. feel like it was racing or it was you yeah. know, not that great and then they just don't right. do it again. But I remember him like, saying uh, that and, like, being like, oh, my God. That and, and the time he told us about – Somebody he knew who had a relative who had been really successful in life and started uh, huffing paint out of, like, bags. And now he's, like, just hooked on it and sits in a trailer all day, and that's all he did. I'm pretty sure he made both of those things up. But, like, they're the kind of stories that, like, stuck in my head. You know, like, I used to go over to my grandma's trailer when I was a kid, and it was awesome. I loved my grandma's trailer. Did she huff paint? And what was she a paint no she didn't okay no no she just lived there she was single (laughs) trailer people okay got it got it got it and like i just i'm like you know like hanging around a trailer all day and like (laughs) like just being able to do whatever i want like play nintendo and stuff like like that sounds like an okay life when I'm but like I don't think t- that's, 12 I, years old. I don't think that's the <laughs> life that this paint huffer that Mr. Manette almost definitely made completely up. I don't think it's the kind of life this guy was leading, you know? Sure. So, whatever. God bless him. I hope but, he got it together. But even even that, even so, even if this is completely unrealistic portrayal, I still enjoyed the movie. I, I like Dennis Weaver. I like him in things. And, um, you know, he's got a real, like, 70s man kind of look. Yes. Like a, like a, uh, like a, uh, a businessman. And um, I don't know. I just wasn't bored. Like, I am on a lot of these things. I was enjoying the seeing where it went. I liked uh, Morty. I, th- I thought Jeffrey Tambor was okay in this. I know he's... Um, canceled. Been canceled, yeah. <laughs> rightfully <laughs> so. Uh, but I, uh, I don't know. I just enjoyed it. I like Jim Spade. I like James Spader a lot in this. Yeah, I I would agree. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, there were some points along the way where I laughed at things that were not intended to be funny. Like there's one sure. clip that I I really uh, hope you can play. It's when he's having a conversation right after the wife uh, Ed's wife has found the cocaine in their son's pocket, and Ed has this reaction. This is the moment that feels like the I learned it by watching you thing because he has like the dad reaction where he's like, how can you do this? You're an athlete. You're a wrestler. You can't do this to your butt. And um, 
Well, can you just can you, do you think you can play the clip that I really enjoy? Because I think you know I will. I, we I'll, need to hear. I it. will play it in the edit. I will play it in the edit. Yeah. Okay. So let me. Uh, so yeah, I Nathan, I I want you to play that 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 clip that I mentioned earlier. Um, uh, mentioned that I wanted you to play earlier about the way Ed reacts and what he says to his son in this moment. Okay. Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> like, oh, amazing. Like, goes completely just. You gonna tell me? You gonna tell me where you got this? Or do I have to smack you around? <laughs> smack yeah, you? I love that. Do I have to smack, smack your mouth or something? You in the mouth. I just. I, it was just like a weird. Like, he doesn't have any other moments like that where he's just like irrationally like violent, kind of. But that one just for whatever reason, I started cracking up laughing out loud. And I was like. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was great. But uh, overall, uh, you I think, agree with your, your assessment of this. It's, it's probably, think, especially of the time, it was probably not seen as hokey uh, as maybe it even feels now. Do you think that he... Um, so, like, all the people who are doing coke are kind of... Like, except for... Okay, so basically the only two people who have heightened personalities are... Ed, Ed, him, yeah, and his, his um, and his friend Mort. Everyone else is kind of like mellow and normal, but yeah. he seems to be. Um, and I think it's because he's, he's just, you know, it's like uh, when someone does like a. I've heard stories of like, you know, someone's like, "Oh, try a weed cookie," and then you eat like five of them because you're like, "Oh, these are great. I love these." Yeah. And then you know, and like when someone's like, "Oh, you're only supposed to eat half of it," or something like. I feel like he does that with the coke, where he's just like every five seconds, he's like jamming it up his nose. And that's what he like, does at the end, where he almost dies, and the doctor, after like they saved him, comes out and talks yeah. to his wife, and he says something like, "His septum looks like he's been doing this for a while." And he said yeah. he should have known not to do this much coke all at once. So like this, <laughs> this warthog snort he did it. Uh, this lady. Yeah. He but do you think that barrels of it into his lungs? Yeah. Do you, Do you think that he's properly like he's acting normal at the beginning, and then when he starts getting into the coke, he's in a like frantic mode mm-hmm. all the time. Like, do you think that that is uh, an accurate portrayal of that, or is it is are people not frantic like that, or? Like I don't know. I don't know. Have you do you know anyone that's ever done coke? Like have you yes. ever been around people doing coke? And what are they like? I was at um I was at a bachelor party one time that was like a couple days long at this house. And oh, I Oh wait a second. It was you I don't uh, want to say buddy, I don't want to say everybody with that the beard. was there. Because I don't know who's your buddy with the beard. This. Wearing a wolf Buddy with shirt. A white, with a white mustache. Um, <laughs> and I found out later that people were doing it. And but no one I told you? And you were just no, like, no, no, no. They, didn't, they didn't tell me. And I literally, this is going to sound like a cliche, but I found out because I went into one of the bathrooms and there were rolled up dollars. Okay. And I had this funny moment where I was like, people do that like i thought it was like a movie thing like do people actually apparently people actually do that <laughs> or these people who were doing it uh, did it because they saw it in a movie and it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy but that's how i figured out like oh 
certain people here have been like doing this. And but before that, I didn't. There weren't people like swinging from the chandeliers or like bouncing off the walls. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that it's always like somebody acting crazy wired if they're doing that. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. So. So that's about it for us in our knowledge of <laughs> of drugs. That's it. We probably sound like the biggest squares. Big, biggest narc doobie dorks i don't know what that meant but just like complete nerds yeah yeah so well um thank you for tuning in uh cocaine one man seduction check it out this is seems to be readily available uh on you on everywhere everywhere i've looked so you shouldn't have any trouble watching it and um like and subscribe on apple music on spot spotify anywhere that you listen to podcasts we are there and uh, go to networkspecialpodcast.com to find all those sources and um colin do you uh, is there anything that you want any kind of wisdom you want to impart i I just say Um, i just say hey people keep your nose clean keep your nose clean and i and 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 i'm gonna say what i say at the end of every episode of network special Users are losers. Losers are users. Yeah. All right. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Yeah. Smack you in the mouth. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.